The funny thing about focus is that if you keep your eyes on it and follow it long enough, it ends up right behind you where you left it. I'm sorry, what was the question? This is my conversation with Liz Bennett. What if the truth came in a gel cap and we could just pop it in our mouths and forget about it? Well, it doesn't, and we can't. But we can laugh in the face of reality while plotting our survival. Welcome to the Truth Tastes Funny Podcast. I am your host, Hirsch Repun. And if my guests can handle the truth, so can you. Open wide, folks. Here it comes. My guest today is Liz Bennett. She is an improv and uh, sketch comedian. Uh, she prefers to be called an ADHD improv and sketch comedian. She is uh, she is a uh, play by ear pianist, a book editor, and also uh, a ferret lover. And I think we know that the ferret lover part and the book editor part are thrown in just for their shock value. Oh no, my ferret's That's, right there. Oh, it is. <laughs> Can we see the ferret, or we'll we'll. It's it's not wanna... legal in California, but yes, I'm not in California. Maybe one second. <laughs> okay, we have a an all pets are welcome open door policy on the Truth Tastes Funny podcast. But this is a what is your ferret's name? His name is Orlando after the Shakespeare. Orlando. Orlando. Oh. Mm-hmm. And every time you go like this to a ferret, they yawn. Wait for it. Unless he's going to prove me wrong. Are you tired? Are you tired, oh, he's Orlando? Just, no, he's or too he's tired. Just, I woke him up. He's really mm-hmm. legit tired. It's like, dude, I'm too mm-hmm. fucking tired to yawn. I'm not yawning. They sleep 18 hours a day and they only poop in corners. <laughs> okay, well, I'll put him back. <laughs> you can only have so many corners in your house then to because you're going to be cleaning them. Um, well, this is a, this is, there's a couple of firsts here. One is, this is the first ferret and I believe indeed the first pet we've had on this show, but you are also the first comedian to appear on the show, which considering that I, well, I'm a comedian, but I'm not a guest, but really considering how many comedians we know that that's pretty, that's pretty special. So I appreciate your, I appreciate that. And I, and I'm glad it's you. Um, So for those of you who don't know Liz, she's very funny, very witty and clever and combines music and comedy in her performance, which is something that I really love. And I and I I aspire to music. Like I love music and I I try to incorporate it and I have incorporated it, but I'm not a musician in any in any real sense. Um, tell us tell us a little bit about your relationship with comedy and music? It's really interesting because music was actually the only thing that I took seriously or like showed, because all comedians are like the most depressed people, right? And so the music (laughs) is where that could come out. And so I never really used to share it, but that's how I learned to play the piano so well. Cause I like started, uh, you know, my anxiety in college. And so I would just go to the piano and practice for like seven hours a night. Right. And then I realized I could re- make parodies and like use it in shows and it amplifies like humor. But you taught yourself to play, right? You yes. played by ear. Yeah. And when would, did you start that? Um, I really started it uh, freshman year of college. So I was like 
1819. So however many years ago, right. 13 years. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I've, I've had a piano and I've been messing around with it since I was like eight, but I, I really started when I was. Do yeah. you have siblings? I do. I have a younger brother, three younger sisters, and an older brother. I just found him, which was cool. Oh wow! Oh, that's yeah. cool. How did that? Typed, how did that come about? I typed his name on Facebook, and I saw this geeky-looking kid, and I knew it was my brother. You? Why did you type his name? I just I was like, wonder what he looks like. Oh, I mean, you, like, you, but you say you just found him. You, you knew he oh, existed. Yeah. I found yeah. out he existed, and then I typed okay. in his name and found it's all kinds of things. Yeah. Okay. Cool guy. You, okay, but you fa- but you found out you found out that he existed, and you 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 checked him out, and as soon as you saw him, you were like, okay, that's yeah, immediately that's, that's him. Mm-hmm. That's the one. Yeah, um, he was like in this picture. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. So that's a that's a pretty big family. That's a lot of siblings. Yeah. Um. You know, I have two older siblings. They both took piano uh lessons and i was so turned off by piano lessons but i would always mm-hmm. play uh you know by by ear and like you know fart around on the piano yeah. and i want i didn't want to take lessons and eventually i said to my mom oh i will take lessons and she said no it's going to ruin your love of the instrument like if you start taking lessons now you're just going to lose your enthusiasm because my sisters never play they, they, yeah. you know, they took it for years. They got all the little Bach and Beethoven statues and things that you, that you put and where on do you go from them. there? Where do yeah. you go from there? Yeah. And, uh, but, but they could technically play better than I can. So I kind of regret not, mm. not learning the formal stuff. Yeah. What's under, anytime I meet a like play by like sight pianist, they're yeah. jealous of my skills and I'm jealous of their skills. Like they think that it's cause I can just hear a song and play it and they can't do that right which i almost think is sometimes more useful but then you know i'm not backing up like musical theater auditions or shows or anything like that but what kind of music do you like to play i like rapping i like to like figure out raps really really fast raps because my brain with my adhd is always just going like this like yeah. ten thousand manic voices going like this so i might as well put it to fast raps then I make yeah you're very songs. good with that i'm looking oh i didn't write down the name there, there. Were, I, I want to maybe cut in to our interview a couple of your snippets of your, of your awesome uh, music and your rap stuff. You know, it's mm-hmm. really, really smart. It's really Thanks. the flow is great, um, and uh, and yeah, it's funny because I, you know, we don't know each other that well. We know each other mm-hmm. over the over the years. We've stayed in touch, but over the bar. Yeah. Yes. Over the, yeah, we at know Sal's, we're over yeah. the bar at Sal's, right? Um, but basically, uh, the ADHD part, I really didn't know, you know, existed per se until I started watching more of the videos and you mentioned it, but it makes total sense. Yeah. What What does it, so you've become kind of, kind of a, a, an expert in oh, attention yeah. deficit. Right. ADHD people have hyper focuses, like little hyper fixations that they cycle through. And mine has been ADHD. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's your hyper focus. Yeah. Yeah. Is the ADHD itself. Until someone assigns it to me or tells me to do it, then I'll get bored of it and have another hyper focus. Until uh-huh. I'm reminded of it again. And and what role? So that's one role that it kind of plays in your life. 
It's in that, every single thing in my life. Yeah. It's 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 to connected to everything. Yes. And yeah. and so how do you feel about that? Like what what's your relationship like? You know? Yeah. I mean, I love I love my brain. It's like I know that it's different from everyone else's, but like as I'm you know, seeing this ADHD specialist and finding out little things that I thought was just like me that were actually my ADHD the whole time, like sleep problems or like not eating or drinking water or like forgetting to call right. my family for four months, yeah. um, you know, or even like being really sensitive to rejection and lashing out and just like learning these things. It makes it so that you have more of a handle on it. And it's sad that like most people a lot of therapists will like, I hear my friends be like, I'm talking about my ADHD and the therapist is just like, well, why don't you focus? You know what <laughs> I mean? Like the, they just, and it's like, what? Cause there's 30 voices repeating diddly da diddly dodo in my head. Like what, what did you just say even? Like it's, it's yeah. scary. Yeah. And what, ab- and what about, you know, do, are there, do, uh, do you do any kind of uh, medication to I take, uh, I do take, like stimulants for it. And it's right. ever since the looting um, a couple of years ago when they looted all the Adderall out of the pharmacies, right. it is so hard to get it sometimes because they are very controlling with it. It's hard to get Adderall? Yeah. Why don't, you just, why don't you focus? I know. Why don't you I focus know. on getting it? And then you should, that's the problem. I did. I found a guy on the streets in case it, I run out. And he's, oh, you can't I'm not do gonna, that yeah. now. You can't do that now. Why? With all the fentanyl, with the fentanyl uh, crisis. Now I don't oh, know that the, I don't know that they're cutting fentanyl with that. Definitely Adderall. not. I mean, at least these ones. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I hope not. Yeah. Uh-oh. What? Okay. Oh no, I was just thinking I took one before the interview, so hopefully I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. How long does it take to to uh, to work? It's where it's starting to work like right now because you can tell I'm like calming down a little bit. You're settling down a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. Well, it's not necessarily good. I think, I it mean, you know, my oldest son has Asperger's, mm-hmm. um, which, and all that means, which is which is what all any of it means, is that his mind works a certain way. Absolutely. I'm hyper-focused is, on that too, just yeah. so you know. Yeah. Because um, the, they, I know that the Asperger's community is very upset right now because they cut that out of the autism dictionary. So oh, Asperger's okay. technically doesn't exist anymore which is making people very mad because they always identified with this community. Yeah. Yeah. It had the opposite. Very similar. Had the opposite effect with him in Mm -hmm. that he, he preferred, like I said to him, Oh, you know, like when he's now he's 30, just turned 30. So he's a writer, works for a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. Um, But when he was interviewing for jobs, I would say, you know, you, you can, because sometimes there are certain behaviors you don't read completely clearly and you know you're you 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 may appear to be less enthusiastic about something. It's not a terrible thing to slip in, you know, that you have Asperger's or that you no, you should you know you should you should let them know. And he said, "Oh, it's not even a thing anymore. Like Asperger's doesn't even exist anymore." It just means that he's on the low end of the autism spectrum, right? Which is a superpower. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but but it's it's something that I think he's got gotten more comfortable with as he's gotten a little older, but at the beginning of the journey where he was seven and diagnosed with Asperger's, it was so important Mm -hmm. because people didn't know then how to deal with it. And, and teachers were either unprepared or assholes or both. And it was, it was like, why put this poor kid through like 
the ringer of uh, of behavior modification. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. like, so I've been dating, like dating. This is about, remind me in case I forget that this is about Asperger's or okay. autism. Well, um, but, yeah. oh, sorry. No, I um, met this girl recently who has autism, like pretty, like in the middle of it. Um, okay. And we were like dating for a while. And it was so fun because ADHD and autism are very similar in a lot of ways. And um, it's almost on like the same spectrum. And a lot of people with autism also have ADHD or vice versa. Oh, yeah. And so it was the only thing that that didn't work out is she, so like we have, what is it called? Object permanence issues. So if I don't talk to someone for a little bit, I still love them. I'm just, oh shit, I haven't talked to you in two weeks. I don't know that. I don't know that it's been an hour or two weeks. And she was like, I know you're slow ghosting me because you don't like my autism. And I was like, no, I, dude, I totally forgot. You know, and then it just got, <laughs> it got, it got weird. So we don't really talk anymore, but it was really cool because we would take the time to talk about each other's neurodivergencies and like adapt the way we were behaving around each other. I find that, that, it, you know, that it, it works both ways. The different personalities that we have can create barriers mm-hmm. and they can also create avenues that absolutely uh, that because, for example, with Asperger's, uh, people are much more on it. They're they're on. They can't really be deceptive, and they have uh, no guile. They're perfectly. They, ha- they have no guile. Perfect, mm-hmm. perfectly well well said. They have no guile, so you can relate much more easily than you can to someone who's trying so hard to put on all mm-hmm. these masks. Exactly. And and no one knows. And it and and what what passes for normal is someone mm-hmm. who just is really good at recognizing masks and really good at bullshitting and really good at 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 deception and manipulation. That's what I a normal person would be. Well, that's what it seems like to me. Cause because that's when I when I feel the most normative in society. Neurotypical. Is when I, neurotypical, right. When I, the way when I feel the most neurotypical in society is when I'm on top of the 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 social you know uh, shit that I have to do like yeah. I feel like I'm on top of it I'm focused I I know how to behave in a certain situation huh you know yeah I guess so for me I have no filtration system right. so I whatever I think or feel just comes right out of my face. And it's like, so I guess I don't even know what it's like to feel like neuro normal in a social situation, but I like yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. that's, but that level is all, is all nothing but trouble is my point. But yes. the, the fact that you can, that you can actually, for example, as a performer, sometimes when I'm on stage, I feel really free mm-hmm. and sometimes I feel uh, nervous, anxious. Yes. And then I freeze, let's say, mm-hmm. like anybody does, or I miss the opportunity to really go for some bit that I could now. Oh, like output, in your head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the bit is starting in my head and then I kind of bypass it and I'm like, ah, you know, that may not. Mm-hmm. It works. It helps in social situations. You know, you do, don't get thrown out of class. You, 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 I got you thrown know. out of class until college. I was sorry, I interrupted you. What did you? No, no, no. That's what did mm-hmm. you say? And what did what did you do in school I that have, got you in trouble? I used to when I was a, 
I didn't get diagnosed till I was 22. Women aren't usually diagnosed. Oh, wow. Like girls, they used to not think that girls had ADHD. So little boys were diagnosed yeah. and girls weren't. Plus my parents were kind of like absent in that avenue. And so they weren't really paying attention. And so like when I was 22, I was in London and one of my roommates in London was on Adderall and she didn't want to take it. She's like, I don't feel like taking it today. Do you want to try it? And I was like, okay. And we went to study at the Globe. And I remember she's like, you're going to feel really spastic and all this stuff. And I felt like I had been on my tiptoes my entire life. And I sank down onto the ground and I looked over at my teacher and I looked over at everyone and I was listening and I was like, what is happening? It was, it was very cool. Yeah. I don't remember the question though. I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't either. I don't either. And I, and I, and I also wonder, you know, I wonder about my, myself and I always say, I say this to my son and I say it to all my kids. Like, I don't know what I I've never been diagnosed. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what, I don't know what my, like, what's the line between something that's diagnosable and something that just is some trait that I have? I mean, so it's things like, so if I say I have ADHD and someone says, oh yeah, me too, I can't focus. It's like this, okay, so sometimes you can't focus, but I can never focus like every single second. So it's about like the permanence of equality versus something mm-hmm. that occasionally happens, I would think. Okay. Yeah. So, so jumping to art, music, comedy, book editing, as you Mm -hmm. mentioned in your, so professionally, what's been the trajectory for you? I mean, honestly, with how intense my ADHD is and how late I got diagnosed, I, my therapist and I, we always talk about how like grateful I should just be that I like have money to pay rent and I'm happy and I have like all these jobs and I'm doing well. Like that's a huge victory with how insane it is inside of my, not yeah. insane, neurodivergent it yeah. is inside of my brain. Um, but I'm trying to like surround myself with jobs that, that are my talents. For instance, I'm like obsessed with the English language, like punctuation and grammar and all that. Like some of my, I wrote a sketch called the English teacher sketch that we performed where I had all these boys in my class and I made example sentences that slowly let the boys know that I was having sex with all their mothers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. So I can so I even put like grammar into my sketches. Do you have an ambition for more people to see the, your sketches and hear your mm-hmm. comedy? And oh, yeah. your, well, I have a know. group. We were doing things at Sal's right before the pandemic. We booked the place like every other week. Right. And then the pandemic happened. And now I, I'm trying to write a show about more. So I'm having a lot of my favorite like comedians of color write sketches to point out the stupid things that white people do without realizing it. And then we're oh, going to perform those as little staples in between the sketch show. Cause I kind of want to like make an impact with it as well. I don't know that's, what you asked. That's me fantastic. No, <laughs> okay. that's okay. That's fantastic. Yeah, and, and twisted comedy was the, yes, yes, the, the troop. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was looking to see if you guys had done any more stuff. No, I realized that I was in a group with like eight white boys and I was like, nope, I, was, I had to like change the group. So I like, you know, got all these different. Well, there's like something, people. there's something there, the through line of, you know, here's, uh, you know, a lesbian with eight dudes and then wanting to have black guys lay, break it down for, for white people mm-hmm. who are clueless. Um, yeah. And, and just kind of, ha- if, cause one thing that seems to be a through line with you is that, you know, so much about, you know, so much about personality. 
I can like, so I know this goes with ADHD too, but I'm a huge empath, I guess, almost like, like I'm not going to go spiritual, but almost like psychically. So sometimes where I can have a customer sitting at a table and I'm like, are you okay? And she'll just be like, and start sobbing. Like, how did you know? You know, so I can wow. feel that. And I, I learned that that's because with ADHD, we growing up would get into so much trouble or like we would uh, be told we were wrong or something. And so we learned to people please and to really, really, really read people. So do you, do you cry a lot? Well, ADHD people compartmentalize their emotions. So like if something uh-huh. sad happens, I might be really inappropriately reacting. And then two years later, just sitting on a couch and start sobbing. Someone will be like, what's happening? I'm like, I'm thinking about a breakup that happened six years ago. And then two minutes later, I'll stop sobbing and be like, whoa, I want sushi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, those are things I can totally relate to. I mm-hmm. totally relate to in the moment processing things. Well, I don't know that I w- would say I'm detached, but in the moment I might process emotional things, like truly emotional, significant mm-hmm. things, very intellectually. Yes. But completely superficial things I'll process very viscerally. Like, like if, if, if something happens, like if I, if I close the door on my finger or something. Oh yeah. I have, I have an outsized reaction. Like, yes. like it could be a paper cut too. My it's reaction like, is, yeah. My sisters used to always joke that like whatever happened to me, the joke was, oh, we're going to have to amputate. Yeah. Cause because I would say, oh my God, I, I got this. And they go, oh, we're going to have to amputate. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, or it'll be seven in the morning and I'll see my cat throw up or something. And I'll be like, what the fuck? And I'll take yeah. a big book and just throw it at the cat. And I'm like, why did I do that? Yeah. Yeah. Not at the cat. You know what I mean? I love them. And well, of course, I have a dog. I'm a dog person. I, what kind I, of dog? I respect cats. A Yorkie poo. Okay. My dad He's would call that a little rat dog, but I would still love it. Yeah. He's adorable. But yeah. last night, last night, my my fourteen year old daughter had four friends stay over. So, you know, five 14 year olds in your house can can get on can like get on your nerves a little bit. Mm-hmm. And you know, okay. And Toby, my dog, was just sitting on my bed, and you know, he starts to bark about something that do. And I said, uh, "Shut up, Toby." Mm-hmm. And it was like. That was the first time that I've told we, – we've had him for two years. That's the first time I told him to shut up. It still I felt, seemed very calm. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that. It was the idea that I – shut up, Toby. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll say shut up to, like, podcasts that I listen to. They can't hear me. But I'll, yeah. but the people that I like, like, that can't hear me, I'll say, oh, shut the fuck up. Shut yeah. up. Like you would say to your friends or anybody, uh-huh. shut up. But with Toby, I was really a little angry. And I was like, just shut up, Toby. Damn, Toby. And then when and, you said that, my brain went, did he name it after? So this is what my brain just did as you were talking. I did hear everything you were saying. It went, yes. did he name the dog after Toby McGuire? Did he <laughs> name the dog after that character, Toby and Sweeney Todd? Toby or not Toby? I was just like... Yeah, the Shakespeare. There's one. also a line in uh, in Reservoir Dogs in the beginning of Quentin Tarantino's Reservoir mm-hmm. Dogs, where they're sitting in the restaurant and Harvey Keitel is looking through this phone book and it, he's making fun of his boss and he goes, uh, he goes, "This is you. You're like the Toby Wong, Toby Chan, Toby. You, you ever like seen Toby that? Wong Kenobi? It's no, like something like that. Oh, no, I haven't seen like, it. Like, 
it's just a bit, but like I have these arcane bits in my head. And so I make yeah. these associations, but Toby, Toby was just a name that, that one of my daughters liked for him. Mm-hmm. And when we saw him, he was on a farm and he was like the last of a litter of, of, uh, of the last litter of his parents who lived on the farm, the, the dogs, mm-hmm. the, the Yorkie and a Yorkie poo. And we just looked at him and we thought, yeah, Toby, we liked Toby. the name Toby. Toby mm-hmm. was one of the names we liked. And we were, my daughter and I were like, oh, it's Toby. This is Makes Toby sense. right here. Yeah, because all my animals, I have five animals. They're all Shakespearean, except one of them. I was like, nope, Tucker. I like look right yeah. at him and I was like, that's Tucker. And I tried yeah. to justify it. I tried to, I researched, I scoured through every Shakespeare thing I could find. There is not a Tucker and I still named him Tucker. There's no Tucker in Shakespeare. No Tucker. There's nothing, nothing you could do about it. I mean, you know? the guy, we could say that when they cross-dressed, they were like dick tuckers. <laughs> <laughs> that's a long way to go. I guess. Uh, so how often now with uh, with the pandemic and everything, we're still juggling. We don't know whether we're, we don't know at what stage of, a, of the pandemic we're in at this point. Yeah, Sal's saying something about maybe needing masks back again yeah. in the restaurant. I don't know. I mean, anyway. it's, you know, but mm-hmm. how, what what is the performance uh, landscape looking like for you right now? Are you talking about goals? No, well, not Oh my gosh, because I don't have any of those. Okay, sorry. Yeah, you don't have to have, do you never have goals? Uh, the like, Groundlings is my one, one goal. Yeah, and yeah. what are you doing to that end? I just passed advanced, so I'm going oh, wow. to to writing lab, yeah. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Okay, not a surprise. Not that's a surprise. Nice. No, well, that's the thing. I think what it is is when I when I watch your videos, I'm like, oh, wow, like more people should see that than are even, than are seeing it. Like it's, oh, yeah, I just, but, but some people are driven by that idea themselves. Like mm-hmm. I just want as many, like sometimes their stuff isn't even that good. They just have tremendous ambition to yeah. have it be seen. And see, I've I never will. had that, but a lot of people have it for me, or I'm starting to surround myself with people, mostly music right now is the big focus. Um, people who support me and, and have the brain to do that part of it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or like get it out there. But yeah, the Groundlings has been the one step-by-step feasible goal in my mind. How does that feel to have that kind of it's order? It's good. It's like the one thing that makes sense. You cannot fail. It's like a scientific method for improv with the Groundlings. And so I already had, I would always have teachers say, get out of wacky town. You're going Because I'd be like, I'd say the most crazy thing on stage because I thought that's what you had to do. But this is so character-based that it all comes through the lens of a character and the relationship, and you just cannot fail with this method. Right. Now, do they still do essentially scripted shows? Like they create shows? mm -hmm. So the Friday, Saturday shows are the main company, and it's usually like mostly sketch with a few improv scenes in there. Like Wednesday night is just, it's all long form improv. The whole thing is improvised. And Monday night's called the black version. What they do is they get a suggestion of a movie and then they, so like finding Nemo and they change it to like finding Shakis and improvise the entire black version of finding Nemo. So they, some of their shows are entirely improv, but the main one is sketch based. Now, how does it, how does it work when you have improvisers um, that are diverse, you, and when it comes to uh, cultural appropriation and, you know, like 
like I do a lot of dialects, I do voices. It's mm-hmm. always, but there's always a little bit of hesitation about certain, yeah. you know. Like I would never do, like I was in the main company of that LACC Improv Connection on Burbank, that place. Uh-huh. And oh, I was I was there too. Yeah, yeah. And then I, I did that. Yeah. I did leave. Yeah, but, but yeah. Um, it was, they would do this one exercise where it would be like hillbillies and fine, you know, English. Okay, cool. Like dumb. Okay. And then you'd be like Indian. And I would just go, Until the scene was over. And then I would come back yeah. in. I, I would not do that. Yeah. Because it just felt so, like, why? Like, I, I was like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know what it was? You couldn't find the intent that would make it yeah, uh, and, reasonable or justifiable. Or, you know? Yeah. Like, why did we need to do that? And, and the other person would always go right into, like, being a clerk or something. I'm like, come on. I don't right. know. Yeah. They... they could have called the exercise stereotype. Like, yeah. let's just do a stereo. Okay, let's do a a stereotype. I what usually happens with me is I admire something and therefore want to mimic it because I'm like a natural mimic. Oh yeah. And then, what you can do is take the thing and pick a quality and amplify a quality instead of an. You know what I mean? So like, pick a quality that you like in the timbre of the voice and make that the character, not the fact that it's like someone with an Indian accent. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I think I think I do that subconsciously or or I just I like during during lockdown, I created a channel on Instagram called three times daily comedy because I thought we needed like three doses of of okay. comedy every day yeah. to keep ourselves from from going nuts. I, I would have known about that. <laughs> and and uh, and I and I would just walk around my house or the outside or wherever I could go and I would. And I would do these characters, but the 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 fact that they were from a certain country or from a, yeah. a certain background was incidental. Mm-hmm. What drove them was the situation, and that yes. would sometimes dictate the voice. Absolutely, yeah. We you actually know? they discourage accents in the groundlings. You don't you don't need accents, right? Yeah, you know, know um, you just have to change your face, your body, your point of view, your vocality. Right. Yeah. It's I challenging. From friends. I have yeah. like six very solid characters based off of friends right now. What are the characters like? <laughs> like my one friend, Jax, she she knows she loves that I do this. She's ADHD too. And she's a stoner and she loves her niece a lot. And I just loved how she spoke. And so I brought her into class one day and the teacher was like, yes, I like this. Let's make her just really want everyone to be paying attention to her or interested, even if she's not saying good things. So it's just kind of like this girl, uh, like she really wants your niece to be on a Hallmark card. You listening, that's so good. Like that kind of thing. Like, <laughs> And then it's all about relationships. So then if I ever feel weird about it, it's like, you squinted, you must really not like me right now. So it's just about like calling the other person out and making it up. So yeah, that's, that's the Jack's character. Does that stuff come out in conversation, like in normal conversation, like a regular conversation with somebody, will you fall into a character in response to something? Or more like I will, ex- like ex- not existentialize it, but like, you know, I was watching a show the other day and the guy went on a date with a girl and it, the guy was like, this is such a lovely place. Thank you so much. He would like monologue and the girl would just go, yes, beautiful. And the guy wouldn't even act like that was weird. He would just keep leading. And I just like, I was like, oh my gosh. And I was just like, yeah, beautiful. <laughs> and I started to like come up with this weird thing because of it. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah. 
That's, That's beautiful. beautiful. It's it's the yes beautiful school of improv. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Instead That's of it. it's yes and it's yes beautiful. Yes, yes beautiful. Beautiful. That's beautiful. <laughs> like beautiful. <laughs> but it's I'm so like, genuine. She really does think it's beautiful. And that's what's funny. I have a thing with my brother-in-law who's from Brooklyn, which which already creates a world of its own when it comes to communication. He calls me up and I say, hey, Steve. And he says, how you doing? Mm-hmm. And I go, I'm good, brother. How are you? He goes, I'm doing all right. How are you doing? And it's mm-hmm. like, there's always two how you doings. There's, that's there's, funny. There's always, And I know it's coming. Mm-hmm. And in a way, it's like I, I, you want to like I'm the type of person that I'm a problem solver mm-hmm. <laughs> in the sense that I would say, you know what? For 30 years we've been, we've been doing this thing. <sighs> Can we just stop it? Really? And, and no, I would like to say that I have. Oh, okay, okay. And then I'd he would like, say, "Let's make it." He would say, times. "Stop what? Stop what?" I would say, you know, how you ask me how I'm doing, and I tell you I'm fine. And you say, "All right." Oh, how's it going? That's what it is. How's it going? I said, it's, it's going all right. How are, how's it going with you? It's all right. How's it going? How you doing? <laughs> and this is a Brooklyn thing. It's not like, it's it's not uncommon. Yeah. But if I were to call his attention to it, I think it would just be weird. It would implode. Like, I'm just yeah. kidding. Well, he, <laughs> like it's Joey just, from it's, what, what am I going to, I can't, I'm going to change thousands of years of, of Brooklyn, uh, uh, Brooklyn uh, style. It's I bet gonna, you'd miss it when it was gone. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be like, how come you Jewish- only asked me once? Yeah, there must be something wrong. <laughs> yeah, what's what's wrong? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so, so I'm going to throw this at you. I have a secret project. It's really I just want your feedback because okay. I I respect what you do so much. That's um, awesome. Thanks. You my your my pleasure. I was going to say my pleasure, but it's not like I'm doing you a favor. Um, no, I really do. So I have a project. Truth tastes funny. The podcast is part of kind of a larger scheme that I have and it's a secret and only you and you and me and you know the listeners and whoever's working on the podcast and then whoever ultimately finds it will know mm-hmm. but otherwise it's otherwise it's secret it's been secret till now but part of it is going to be this uh stage show like a cabaret mm-hmm. show okay. and I've been working with a uh a musical director, friend of mine, a producer, friend of mine in New York. Um, and it involves, it's it's not like the the cabaret shows that we often see are the style of their own, right? Mm-hmm. Cabaret. More like a variety it, show? Like variety and all this stuff. Really, it's a combination of intimate stand-up, like the kind of stand-up where you're on a stool and you're talking to the audience and that kind of thing. They call them one man shows or one woman shows. Really, that's really it's really often intimate stand up, mm-hmm. but it's like intimate stand up, but in a piano bar setting. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I sing some songs that are original, and I sing some songs that are uh, that are parodies. I didn't but even know you wrote music. I don't really write music. That's the thing. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> that's the thing. So, do you write music? Yeah. Like, do you, you write music? You just don't. Very heartfelt, like, like emotional songs. I have like 60 recorded. I just wrote one like two nights ago, putting together some music shows. I listened to some of the, some of the, because I remember, remember you, you, I had reached out to you about 
this was in the sales days. I did a I did a stand up show that I I'm, kind I'm of. Gonna rem- I, I it doesn't you, matter. I'm probably not going to remember. Yet. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I I headlined this sh- this show that I did at Sal's. I remember the at, flyer. Yeah, the flyer. <laughs> uh, what was it? What was the thing called? Um, like, I I, I hosted that. it with a with a. You had glasses kid. on. Yeah, oh I hosted God. it with another. Was it Dante okay. and Rebecca? No, anyway. No. Um, okay. If see, it was so long ago that I, even I don't mm-hmm. remember specifically, but I was doing a lot of these like shows at the time, and I love Sal, and we uh, and I did the, a thing at 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 the comedy room, the comedy hall, Sal's comedy hall there, and I had reached out to you about playing keyboard for something, and for some. Wow. And for some reason, you were you you were unavailable. But you said, "Oh, I I don't know if I can play the thing that you want me to play. I can play." I this must have been a while ago. Like I am not the same person. Like I don't even know that person anymore. I was so overwhelmed with everything. I didn't know what oh. I wanted to do. I was like depressed. I didn't really want to be performing. Like all this stuff. So like I don't know why I would have said that because I can play anything you want me to play. Okay. That yeah. makes so much sense. Yeah, I think I was probably just in a bad place or a little bit of a bad place. Like I just started okay. this ADHD therapy like this year. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that 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 just that's really good. Okay. Well then, well then that changes everything. What what I would like to do, um, we could talk about this offline, of course, but I would love to share some of this show and stuff that I'm doing. I would with love you. that. Yeah. Be. Because um, at the very least, you would have ideas and insights and input. And uh, and in another possible world, you might want to be involved as a as a musical director. Or oh, I'm pianist. already like moving my fingers thinking about like playing the piano <laughs> for your show. Yeah. But but I but it but it's it's. You know, have you found this um, like where you you want so badly to collaborate with people, but it's so hard to find. Yeah, I mean- Like people you can collaborate with? It is, or what I notice is like, I'll start, like I'll have someone notice my stuff and then we'll meet up and talk about, yeah, let's make a band, let's write music together, let's do covers. And then this person will start playing my music and being like, oh, we're gonna be so famous. And I'm like, wait, that's- <laughs> that's mine. You know what I mean? Like we're not doing, yeah. or, but that's not going to happen with comedy stuff or it's just like, uh, with the ADHD it's hard to get motivated, but, um, I think we do really well with that. Yeah. I forget the question. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's about, it's about collaborating. Mm-hmm. Like I watch, uh, um, you know, comedians who are in that, in certain circles together, uh, you know, Will Ferrell and, you know, uh, actors like Will Ferrell and John C. Riley, mm-hmm. or uh, or uh, Kristen Wiig and Maya Rudolph. Huh? Kristen Wiig and yeah, Maya Rudolph, and it could be anybody, um, or even Annie Mumolo's, uh Kristen Wiig's, you know, like collaborating partner. Yes. And and I'm like, you know, did I like miss the? Did I did I miss the boat on? Some of those people. We found it today, Hirsch. We found it today, Liz. Because remember, it's I was a, telling you the thing about how I need someone with the brain to actually put it on. Yeah. I can do like I can do all like creative. I can get five hundred people into a theater space. I just 
if you want me to schedule it, I'm like, no, I'm not doing it. I'm like, then fine. It's not happening. <laughs> well, yeah, but yeah, but I, I also, am, I also need that, not the scheduling person, but I need the, the business person, oh. you know, <laughs> I'm not really the business person. I don't need, I'm not looking for that in you, but I mean, it's not what Thank I you. Like, okay. Yeah, it's not, it's not my, I've tried it. Like I'm borderline competent when it comes to, uh, organization. Mm-hmm. I'm really good. I'm good with organization, although, you know, you can organize yourself and then you can organize other people. I'm not mm-hmm. really a manager of people, yeah. but, but I, but I am, but I am like diligent and organized in that sense. Yes. I'm a list maker and I love that stuff. It's like a security blanket. Yeah. List. I like lists to and, write lists of things I've already done, so I can just put checks next to it. Oh yeah! Oh exactly. Yeah. Oh, I don't have my I don't <laughs> have my ADHD book here, following. but I have I have like a little list of things about you, questions and things. But oh, they're nice. all they're 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 like not things that I needed to write down. Mm-hmm. But, but I, mean, I felt even like, good writing them down. After this interview, I'll probably make a list that says "interview with Hirsch" and then put a check mark next to it, and just because mark. it will make me feel like I've like oh what like. I don't know. We write things that we've already done on our to-do list for the accomplishment. Well, that's good. I think that's a good thing to do. You yeah. that way you've you've done so much. You're starting at an everything advantage. on the list is done. You know. Yeah. David Letterman used to do that. He had the cards, and he would he would have the. See, I don't even know where my where my pen is. There we go. David Letterman would sit there, and he would do that while he was talking to people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He would make the little check, but I totally get that. It feels good. Yeah, I have. Let's. Let's talk about Pride I have on okay. here. Pride this is month. actually the first time I ever went to any Pride events. Because I always like, I don't know why. I always thought like, I don't want to be a militant lesbian. You know, I don't right. know how to explain that. And I didn't understand it. Um, and now I do like, it is lovely. It is interesting that lesbians are grouped in the same group as gay guys. Because we are polar opposites. Um, right. I don't always get along with them. And they don't always get along with me. But like a love everyone. And I actually went to the like West Hollywood with a girl that I'm dating on Friday night. And we went to something called gay astrology. And it was a dance with like 200 lesbians. And I just looked around and I was like, girl, you're bisexual. I was like, how did you find this? Like, what is this? I've never seen yeah. this many lesbians. Um, yeah. Pride is cool. Like what are we? <laughs> I don't know. I had talk about pride on my list. I think, I think that number one, because I just think it's good. I, I assume this is going to come out. This, this will probably come out, uh, you know, this month still. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some other projects that I'm doing that are, uh, that are connected to, to pride uh, through a, a brand that I, that I work with that I, that, you know, works with a lot of artists. Uh, it's all, rooted in diversity mm-hmm. so you know pride it, like this month is a good is a good month yeah. to focus on that stuff but our thing is to release something at the end of june so that gotcha. it's it's like pride doesn't end you know pride doesn't awesome. end in in Ju- at the if end you can of think june. of specific more specific because if i get a broad question my brain just like goes into a big cloud but if you can specify a pride question that might help yeah that's on me 
Oh, I, yes, I should have been more specific, but see. No, you, oh, no, I just meant if on, we could still do that. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I just don't have a more specific question. But, no. but it's still on my lip, but it's, but I, I did oh, talk like, about, we did talk about pride. We did. Like, what do I want to say pride. about that? Like a I talked about my secret. Oh, project. I saw in Texas what's really upsetting that I hyper focused on. I was up till 7 30 in the morning watching things actually yesterday about I this. noticed because because yeah. not only did you <laughs> text me at the end of the, the day or the big night, you you then posted something in the morning. Yeah. That you said I oh me. I've been doing this for three hours. I've been in an ADHD hyper focused. Yep. Hyper focused for three hours. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, so is she going to be exhausted for this interview? No, this is my home. This is my normal. This is just, sometimes I don't sleep at all. And then I just go to work. I'm like, Hey guys, like, it's just normal. <laughs> it's been going on since I was eight. Um, but I guess the thing that really upset me yesterday is so like in Texas, they're trying to illegalize drag shows. Okay. And there are all these people harassing drag Queens who like perform for children saying like, you want to do things to like, but the thing is, if you think about it, like, Instead of illegalizing things that actually just killed children, right? They're now focusing on the like they're really talking about this, like illegalizing the drag shows, and it's just like, and it's already the abortion, like all this stuff with like pride and stuff, like or uh, like feminine rights or whatever. But the fact that they're focusing on that and, yeah. the, and the trans things and the things that these people are saying, it's like really good to learn what's going on there. Just like you know, it's really well. Bad. They what what we should do is configure a drag show so that it's it's about it's really a gun show and it's you know drag your ass to the gun show ah, and it's okay. and it's like and now you say to them well what are you going to do you're you're taking away our right to do a gun show you're right maybe it should just all be armed we I mean no gun real show. guns <laughs> yeah right mm-hmm. damn I think yeah, that so guns crazy. I think that guns should. We should ask the NRA, hey, you know what? Can you give free guns to everybody in the United States? Let's stop yeah. selling them. It's so silly. Why do you need to sell them, them and make them money? Machines. Just give them away. Don't yeah. you want everybody to have a gun? And yeah. then you're like, wait a minute. So what are you saying? I'm saying there's no money in guns anymore since that's not what it's about. Why don't you just give them away? Just give them I away. I think they should be in gumball machines that don't even need a quarter. They'll be gunball machines. Gunballs. Gunball okay, machines. that was good. That was a lit joke. <laughs> that you. was really good. Thank uh-huh. you. Yeah. It'll be gunball. Yeah, that could end up in one of your songs. Oh, the, yeah, the way you play those. on the way you play on play on words. Yeah, that and that my groundlings teacher actually like invented a game for the advanced show for me to like shine in. He called it yeah. stand-ups. He just had someone. It was supposed to be two girls in any restaurant. That was our suggestion, though, so you couldn't plan it. I was going to get a restaurant, and then a. We were supposed to just go off on puns on wherever the restaurant was, you know, and I just, he like made it up for me and I just, it was the olive garden. So I had like a million puns about it. (laughs) (laughs) So, so what's, so what's next um, on the groundlings uh, trajectory? Mm. Since this is my only goal. um, That's why I bring it up again. Yeah. And since I passed advanced on the first time, um, I think I'm going to retake advanced actually. Because once you get into the writing program, it's like single elimination. If you don't pass, you're out of the whole program. So I might just retake advanced just to get more reps in and get, you know, 
I know the yeah. writing program is totally different, but either way, I want to do everything I possibly can to like be successful in this. I've taken all the levels three times, no matter what. Wow. Yeah. But where does it, where, what is the pinnacle? What, what is the, is there, there is a, like a, like a thing where like you've gotten every belt you can possibly get. Well, then you're a groundling. You're a groundling. And so then how you can perform on that stage, or actually, so if you get into the Sunday company, you can teach there too. And so I love teach. I actually teach acting to people with like special needs and stuff like that. Oh, that's and, awesome. And um, like inner city kids. And once you get to the Sunday company, you're allowed to then teach. So that would be okay. a really cool like thing. I would get to combine like teaching and comedy. Um, and then you can also, I think, I need to check in as performing the shows that aren't the main company shows. Hmm. Yeah, so I could do like all the nights except Friday, Saturday. And then every six months that you're in the Sunday company, you're evaluated. And it's like you can stay in the program in the Sunday company or they'll bring you up or they'll cut you out. But either way, you can keep teaching. Okay, so how far are you from the Sunday company? So I passed, I have completed the acting track, which was like four steps. Um, And then the writing, it would just be writing lab and then advanced writing lab. It's... It's there are only ever, I think, what, 30 groundlings at a time. Yeah. And think of all the people that go to classes there. You know what I mean? Right. A lot. So uh, also, like, some of the groundlings aren't, like, sometimes there's not a slot available forever. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, I forget now. Oh, oh, so writing, writing. Yeah, so to Sunday get to company, Sunday. Sunday I have to pass company. writing and writing on. And I haven't done any, like, real formal sketch writing. My sketches, my actors will send me these sketches that are, like, interior daylight and mine's just like liz colon this you know, like, <laughs> yeah and yeah. it works out mm-hmm. so I've never okay really done it. so before we go um now i i i don't want to take up too much of your time but we probably don't know how much time we've taken the time up. is flying this is a fun time it is really um, fun yeah. it is really fun and we're going to talk more about my truth tastes funny uh I call it a cabaret. It is kind of a cabaret show. It's really a piano bar show, but it's yeah. But we'll we'll talk about that. And literally, because, I use uh, my piano as a desk. Like you're on my piano right now. There we go. There you go. Can you make? Can you play the? Can you? I don't know if it would. It's not is it? On, no, I don't think I can open through? it. I would, yeah. It would have to. It would take a lot of adjustment. We already had Orlando the ferret. We don't really need. He's perfect. You know, oh my God, we don't Tucker need the to, cat. Sorry, he's so yeah. so large. I anyway. would show you a picture of Toby. I don't know if it would. Here, you find see. Toby. I'll get the fattest cat. I'm gonna find. A, I'm gonna find a picture. Okay. One moment. Tucker. A picture. We're gonna get a picture of Toby. Oh, Tucker! Look at this, Harsh. Oh my God! That's that's a gigantic. Is that a lion? Oh, I don't get it. His sisters are small, and he just turned into this. I have to start taking more pictures of Toby because because it's hard to find one. I ha- he has his own uh, Instagram page. Oh, this is a good one. There's a good I'm about one. to meet. There's Toby. Oh, he's actually very 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 cute. That's Toby. He's very handsome. He's very handsome. He's very distinguished and yesterday last night I told him to shut up and I'm I'm never going to do that again. No, no matter how much noise my my teenage daughter makes with her friends. So it that's my... Better. I was seriously like, you. last night they were like trying to knock something over. I was sleeping. I was like, you're the worst cats I've ever met. <laughs> so it could be worse. Okay. 
Well, yeah. we're none of us are perfect, Liz. Molly is doing this weird thing. Whenever uh, they, you touch a cat and then they like clean themselves afterwards, it's always a little bit hurtful. They're clean freaks. Yeah, you feel a little. Yeah, that's why I was never. I was never a cat person because I felt that dogs were more forgiving. Oh yeah, I'm a dog. Um, I used yeah. to ask people. I just one day my ADHD told me to go online and type free pets and get these three kittens, and now they're five, <laughs> and I'm gonna have them till I'm like fifty. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, whatever you're doing, it's whatever you're doing, it's working. I okay. think it's working, and I'm so <laughs> glad I ran into you at the Village Idiot uh, the other week. We read, that's what, that's how this whole thing. Yes. That's how this, Okay. you were sitting, you were sitting at the bar and I was with my friends and we were kind of looking at each other and it's hard to see you and not know that it's you. I mean, it was you. And And I was like, that's Liz. I knew your name and I remembered you. Right. You said, oh, Hirsch. And, um, and, uh, and yeah, that, that triggered this thing because, um, because we had, we had an exchange like not long ago, but it triggered the whole, the timing, everything's meant to be, it was a timing of like the Truth Taste Funny podcast. It's been my focus for like six weeks and mm-hmm. now I'm getting ready to launch it. And, and my as soon as lobe I, is finally developing. So I'm your, able to- your lobe is, yeah, your lobe is, mm-hmm. is developing and mm-hmm. uh, that affects the color of your hair. But, I know it uh, just popped out red. It works, it works for you. I like that, it. That color, that color really works. Do you, how often do you change it? I mean, I like had a three day insomnia and then I remember looking in the mirror and then shaving this and mm-hmm. then cutting it and then like dying it. And I woke up, I was like, all right, <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, when you woke up, did you, not, like, did you not remember that you had done it? I remembered you... I did it, but it was like, it was as if it were a dream. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I have very, very vivid dreams. I only wish that I could replicate them on paper, like that I would remember. Now, I'm sure they weren't as perfect as my immediate recollection of them is. You're supposed to keep a, if you want to remember them, if you keep it, the second you wake up and you write it down, as you continue to write them down, you will start remembering more and more. Like that is true. I did it a while and I started remembering them every night. I'm going to start doing that. I'm obsessed with the brain. I, I I feel like I'm constantly apologizing for my brain. Um, and sometimes, you know, like, like I, I think the, the channel that connects the, the emotions and the, and the intellect are a challenge for me. Awesome. What? Is it the corpus callosum? Could, could anyway. be. I, does it come, does it come with cheese? I just know it, that it chills in your brain and hangs out like a possum. It hangs uh, out there. It just uh, hangs out in your brain. How's your corpus callosum doing? How's it going? How's your corpus? Yeah. The Colosseum? I don't know. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, I get it now. Okay. All right, Liz. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop recording now. Okay. Um, but th- thank you for coming on. Thank and, you. Uh, this was awesome. And, and we'll talk really soon. Well, we'll say goodbye to the audience. Say goodbye I'll to the goodbye audience. Goodbye to you all. Thanks so much for tuning into Truth Tastes Funny. If you enjoyed the experience, please leave a five-star review and share this podcast with your friends.